Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Laissez le bon temps rouler as we head into Mardi Gras season down here in the South. Bless you. Uh, yeah, so let the good times roll. It, Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday is yeah, is this week. When you hear this, it will be like the next day, basically. Yeah, you know, I'll put it up this. I'll put it up Sunday evening, but yeah, Monday, and then it'll be Mardi Gras on Tuesday. Parades so, going on today. Parades going on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah I ha- so. I've been to two parades this weekend. I am paraded out. I do not like parades at all. <laughs> they screw up traffic for no good reason. Yeah, yeah. So, this week, I thought I'd try something new for our whiskey. Okay. I want to play a game. If I can quote Jigsaw, I want to play a game. Gary. (laughs) Gary. (laughs) So, I brought two whiskeys this week, Jason. Two. Two. Fancy. You get to pick which one we drink. You don't get to see which one is which. Okay. You you have to to pick blind from the bag that they are in. One of them, okay, is should be a good whiskey. I, I say should because I don't think we've had it before, but I've heard good things about it. It is Monkey Shoulder. Okay. The other one, I don't have high hopes for. Okay. I'm open to being pleasantly surprised, but I don't have high hopes for. It is Bird Dog chocolate flavored whiskey. See, I thought what you were gonna do here was you were gonna. Pour a shot of each and then say, all right, taste it. And whichever one you say, okay, that's the good one. That's the one you would reveal and then go. I didn't realize I was going to have to be the one to pick just a bag and say that one. Yeah, yeah, just a bag and say that one. And maybe we'll try the other thing next time. So I'm going to pick the bag that has monkey shoulder in it. Uh uh No, which which bag do you want? The one that has monkey shoulder. Yeah, so do you want this bag? Or that bag. Oh, let me fill the bag to nope. see which one. Nope. See, that's not. This isn't a good game, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with the one on my left. So that bag. Yeah. Let's see what that is. Poor choice. Probably. It is the Bird Dog, awesome. chocolate flavored whiskey. Which I guess is fittingly enough, since we're going to talk about the the week of wrestling that involved Valentine's Day. So. I mean, I guess that's thematic. I guess. <laughs> Sorry for all the, the plastic crinkling noises. It's, <laughs> hey, you know, if you can get the bottle open. There we go. That's a good pop. Bird Dog hmm. isn't a terrible whiskey from the other ones. I've, I've had their peach one, I think. I've had their blueberry one. We've done their strawberry on their here. Strawberry. It's, it's it, not great. It's not great. It's not usually bad. Dude, it actually smells like chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> like, that legit smells like a chocolate donut. Yeah. So. So maybe. I don't know. Hype, maybe. Hope, hopes are a little bit higher. Uh, so let's take a look at the bird dog real quick. This is a 40% alcohol by volume. So 80 proof. Yeah. Caramel Just, color is added. That that's always a good thing. That means it's more of a uh, like a corn whiskey that they just kind of put some <laughs> yeah. color on. Uh, so. I feel like 
before even tasting this, it's going to be feel sweet. like if you poured this into some coffee with a little bit of Bailey's, it would probably be awesome. Gonna see how it tastes, but I I was thinking I wonder how this would taste in some sort of a concoction with some screwball. So you have the chocolate and the peanut butter. Probably be pretty tasty. We'll have to wait to see how this tastes in there, but it would probably also be pretty good, like in a like an adult milkshake. Yeah, think too, just from how it smells. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Cheers. Cheers. That's not bad. No. There's nothing outstanding about it. No. It has, like... There is chocolate I flavor. Will, I was about to say, I will legit say they nailed the chocolate flavor. Yeah. It is chocolate. That is that is actually... Like, I don't think I'm reaching for this specifically. Like said, I, Mixing it with something, I think an adult I milkshake... Feel like... My comments before tasting it stand. Yeah, this would be good with in a like an adult milkshake, like a a, a bushwhacker type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it would be good in that. I think it would be good with coffee and Bailey's. Yeah, like I'm I'm fully on board with that. I think your comment, you take an ounce of this and an ounce of screwball and make a two ounce shot and mm-hmm. make it like a Reese shot. Yeah, that would probably be pretty fantastic. I think so too. I'm. I am surprised by this. I was expecting it to be a lot worse. I'm not going to lie. Their their strawberry one, we didn't really enjoy the strawberry one because it yeah. was that it that, was that fake, fake strawberry. strawberry. Um, this tastes like chocolate. Like, yeah. Like legit. Yeah, it tastes like chocolate. Maybe put this, bake this in a cake. That would be good. You could, like, oh, dude, I bet this would be really good as a, a, like a whiskey sauce over bread pudding. Oh, yes. Yes. That would be good. All as right. Long as, it, as long as it didn't boil out the chocolate flavor, but I think those would all be very good. Those would all be great. And, of course, we have Monkey Shoulder. Mm-hmm. Which, which I guess we'll do next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at doing that one next week. But. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm a, I've had Monkey Shoulder before. I, I am a fan. Uh, it's a very good scotch. Yeah. So. Uh, I've been seeing it. It's been jumping out at me lately as... Uh, Hey, I need to do this. I need I need this in my in my bar. Mm-hmm. So it's a very good scotch. And if y'all don't know, this is how I stock my bar. So <laughs> <laughs> this is an excuse for Michael's alcoholism. Yes, yes, my one <laughs> drink a week alcoholism. Right, because I really don't drink outside of this show. Right. <laughs> All right. Should we jump through results for this week? Well, I guess before we do that. You know, we do have to say uh, we did have a legend in wrestling past. Absolutely, this week. Uh, Jerry Jarrett, mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett's dad. Uh, you know, huge promoter uh, from the '60s and '70s. Really, um, I mean, yeah, a major name in the history of wrestling. You know, he he, he ran Nashville. Yep. As far you know, partnered with Jerry Lawler. To, to basically run Nashville. Um, a big name. He helped found TNA mm-hmm. with with Jeff. Yep. And, so. you know, he's been kind of quiet the last few years because he was older and I assume retired. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he walked away and he pretty much stayed away. 
Yeah. Um, take, take, you know, follow this guy's example, uh, Cornette and, yeah, and right. Uh, and Russo and Russo uh, and McMahon. All of them. And <laughs> Go away. <laughs> you're, we don't you're want un- you. <laughs> you're unnecessary. So, but yeah, um, just wanted to go ahead and put that out there, you know, as a hey. Yeah. And also, I know we talked about it a week or two ago, about Lawler and his stroke, but apparently JR tweeted that things are looking better. Yeah. He um, he came out of the stroke pretty quick, which is surprising so, because yeah. he was found, as I understood the story. Unresponsive, face down in a parking lot. Yeah. As I understood the story, he was found after having had the stroke for a little while. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, from what I've read, that he's going to be able to make a full recovery. Which is great. You can say what you will about Jerry Lawler as a person, but... um, Look, I don't wish death on many people. I don't don't want even not great people to die like that, so... Yeah. Um, So, great to hear that he's on the road to recovery and should make a pretty strong recovery. Yeah, exactly. So, now, let's dive into... The week of wrestling. The week of wrestling. WWE Raw. We have a lot going on on Raw this week. Let's go home for... Yeah, let's go home for Elimination Chamber, which happened uh, Saturday night. So, let's start off. We we had the Judgment Day defeat the Street Profits via pinfall. Uh, We have Edge and Beth Phoenix run in to make a save and attack. And Rhea Ripley, who was... Not there, still doing tours for WrestleMania, shows up and power bombs uh, Beth or Riptide or whatever it was. Yeah. We have Bobby Lashley signing the contract to face Brock Lesnar at Elimination Chamber. Bobby Lashley got the uh, upper hand here. So follow the wrestle math. Lesnar should win. <laughs> Lesnar should win. But. No, Bobby comes out. He refuses to get in the ring. He goads Lashley to get out of the ring where uh, Lesnar to get out of the ring where Lashley then beats Lesnar down and then signs the contract. We have Piper Niven defeating Michin via pinfall. We have Nikki Cross, Carmella, and Asuka defeating Natalia, Raquel Rodriguez, and Liv Morgan. Uh, this was kind of a preview for. Elimination Chamber, because those six women are are in the Women's Chamber. We have The Miz hosting Seth Rollins on Miz TV. Uh, Where Seth came out in those ridiculous boots. Yes, which... It seemed to be a meme going around right now. Oh, yeah, and Vince Russo lost his mind. Yeah. Uh, But we don't have any opinion on Vince Russo that is good. I was about to say, no, we have plenty of opinions on Vince Russo. Yes, that is good. Uh And, you know, my mom always taught me, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing. (laughs) My mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, call him a bitch. (laughs) And Vince Rousseau (laughs) is a... He's a bitch. He's a bitch. (laughs) Uh, We have Rick Boogs defeating The Miz via pinfall following that. We have... (laughs) So we have a backstage segment. And this is one of my favorite parts of the show. (laughs) <laughs> we have a backstage segment. It's an interview with Baron Corbin where okay. the question is, you know, what's going on? You and JBL have had this falling out. And before he can even speak, oh, I'm sorry, we're getting interrupted. Something exciting's happening in the ring. 
cut to the ring, and Sami Zayn has invaded Raw yes. and is is in the ring. And he's like, look, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I'm i not here to interrupt Raw or anything, but I've got something to say, and I don't know after Elimination Chamber if I'm going to have time to say it. So, Cody, get out here. i got to speak to you. Mm-hmm. This was a, a killer promo. Yes, this promo was great. This was Sammy asking for validation mm-hmm. and Cody being like, dude. Well, Sammy, Sammy told Cody, he says, I heard you said you think that I can beat Roman and I need to know, is that true? And Cody kind of hemmed and hawed for a minute and then he goes, but you're asking me if I think it's true. Yes, I think it's true. I think you can beat Roman Reigns. That's not important. Do you think you can beat Roman Reigns? Yeah. Which led to the to Sammy cutting a promo about, you know, how he's been inside the bloodline and yada 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 and Yeah. No, it was this a great was, promo. It, it was just Go watch it was, it on YouTube. Two two great promos. Both of them killed it. And compared to last week's Cody and Paul Heyman promo. Yeah. This one was so much better. Because yeah. it just there was there wasn't any disjointed parts. We then, we then go back to Baron Corbin, who's upset because I was interrupted for Sami Zayn. And then he starts going off on Cody, Cody's family, mm-hmm. and Dusty. Yep. Now, about mid-promo, you see Cody walk up from behind, you know, coming back from the ring. And Cody's just kind of sitting there, and you can see him trying to hold it in. He's angry, he's, he's but he's trying to to be professional, hold it in. And as soon, as soon as Baron mentions Dusty's name, Cody just lays into him. Takes him down to the ring. They get a ref. Cody, who is in a suit, mm-hmm. wrestles this match. Beats Baron Corbin, because of course you do. In that situation, you do. And there you go. Cody gets the win over Baron Corbin. Corbin gets to be shut up, and Corbin officially falls into that mid-card status, I believe, for the rest of his career. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, just he can't get over. Yeah, like watching him on uh, up, up, down, down. He's he seems like a cool dude. Seeing his interactions on Twitter from time to time seems like a cool dude, but he he's he, hamstrung. He is given bad gimmicks. Like yep. I will, I will one hundred percent put that out there. He's been given bad gimmicks, but what makes the difference between that person who can get over and can't is they take the bad gimmick and they run with it. Because not all gimmicks are winners. They can't be. Yeah, but I, I think that Baron, he's good. He's not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he's, he's, he's good a, in the ring. But he is a solid mid carder. Yeah. And and he is going to be one of the he could be one of those guys who could lead the company, but he doesn't want to put the effort in. That's what I see just looking yeah. at him. He's happy where he is. Mm-hmm. He's a solid mid card. And, and will, that's fine. There's nothing against he, that. He will he will flirt with the upper card in the sense of he is a guy that will get stomped on repeatedly mm-hmm. by the upper card on their way to better feuds. Yeah. And that's we need those people. So there's nothing against that. I like Baron Corbin as a as an individual. He seems to be yep. pretty cool. What you see on up, up downtown. Yep. Uh, you go back to the NXT stuff when they were kind of doing some behind the scenes I stuff. I thought the Lone Wolf was a cool gimmick. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. Maybe he can kind of self reflect. Maybe maybe and, and come up with something. But I I don't have high hopes. 
The other thing that happened on Monday Night Raw is you have Becky and Bailey come out, and Becky's cutting a promo. She wants in on Elimination Chamber. Bailey comes out and says, oh, no, 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 no. I want in on Elimination Chamber. Now, remember, Elimination Chamber's full. Mm-hmm. Out comes Bianca, and Bianca says, Adam, if they want in, let them in, but make them earn it. They have to beat me in a triple threat. Yep. And then let them add, you know, let them be this part was of your it. main event. Whoever, yeah. if, if Bianca wins, they don't get added. Otherwise, the winner gets added to the chamber. Yeah. So we have the triple threat. Great match, as you would expect from these three women. And Bianca Belair gets the win. Mm-hmm. So neither Bailey or Becky are in Elimination Chamber. Which is kind of like a, huh? But it, okay. it was weird, too, because that was the main event. And then, like, during the main event, all the other members of the chamber came down and were, like, all over the place. Yeah. So. But there you go. There is Monday Night Raw. All right. So, moving over to Dynamite on Wednesday. We kicked off with... uh I believe it was, yeah, the eight-man tag match. It was Orange Cassidy, the acclaimed, and Billy Gunn, Daddy Ass, versus Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. Now, this is the day after Jerry Jarrett died. Um, And on the way down, uh, Max Castor's rap, he actually called out Jerry saying that he was, basically saying that he was a legend in wrestling, and Jeff is a offense to his dad's legacy. Yeah. Um comes down of course uh Cassidy the acclaimed and daddy ass win. We then had a Texas Tornado match or a Texas Tornado tag team match, I guess I should say. Uh which was John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli versus Rouge and Preston Vance. So LI uh what is it? LIF? Mm. Los Ingonables uh Faccionis or whatever they call themselves. Which led to a very fun comment here in the in, in the room while we were watching this from from one Brady Davis from the Travelers of the Omnibus, who says, uh, "Name three people in LIF." I said, "Okay, so Roosh. and he's like, "All right, that's one." Preston Vance, he goes, "Crap, I forgot that guy, dude existed." <laughs> I mean, he's on our screen right now. Oh yeah, I guess that is him. And then I so, walk in. Then Michael walks in, and the same question gets asked, and he's like, or no, he walks in and goes, who's that? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Who's that? Yeah, because I'm so used to seeing Preston Vance with a mask on, right? and they haven't done anything with him since he left Dark Order. Yep. So now we the next match was, uh, oh, uh, Moxley and Claudio, of course, win that one. Uh, next match was Mark Briscoe versus Josh Woods. Briscoe wins, and right after Briscoe won on Twitter, it popped up, Mark Briscoe is all elite. Mm. So, Tony has officially signed him. MJF cuts a promo uh, where he's talking about how bad Brian or Daniel Bryan is, Brian Danielson. He then says, but don't just take my word for it. We have Christopher Daniels, the fallen angel, coming out here, and he'll tell you just how awful he is. So CD comes down and grabs the mic and says, let me talk about Brian Danielson. 
Because you see, MJF wanted me to run him down, and we've had plenty of matches. And in fact, he pulls an envelope out of his pocket. He paid me a lot of money to say a lot of nasty stuff. Well, well, Max, I don't want it. And he just like throws the money back at MJF and then goes on to really put over Danielson, uh, which then gets him attacked. Then Danielson comes in to make the save. Um, Jungle Boy versus Brian Cage. Jungle Boy wins, and at the end of this, as he's going back up the ramp, Christian Cage shows up. This is him coming back. He's officially healed. He attacks uh, Jungle Boy, leaves him laying on the ramp. Hangman versus Kip Sabian. Hangman wins. Uh, after that, Moxley and Claudio and Wheeler come down. Uh, then the Dark Order comes down because Moxley says something about Hangman not having any friends. Dark Order comes down. This sets up a match for next week, which is going to be Moxley versus Evil Uno. Um. So, yeah, there you go. And then the main event was Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. Ruby Soho wins. This match was not good at all. And, like, you know, we give Tony crap a, a lot. Tony Khan. Tony Khan. That's me. <laughs> we give him crap about the fact of, you know, hey, you're not showcasing the women. You're not doing, you know, you're not doing your due diligence. And all of that's valid, mm-hmm. right? Then he gives them the main event spot here. And these three who are great, right? So you look, the match itself is between Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Both and of them. Baker. It was a triple. Oh, yeah. Well, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So, but you have Ruby Storm. You have uh, Ruby Tony Storm. Storm. Tony, Tony Storm. Storm and Ruby Soho. Yeah. They've both been to WWE where they excelled. Yep. Well, and in Ruby this, did. Well, Tony, yeah. But Tony left before, right. you know. But even and her time Brick, in NXT, who, and then she Brick, excelled in NXT. Has done, has done a lot of improvement. Yes. This match was bad. And I don't blame Tony at all for this one being bad. Tony Khan. Yeah, this was this 100% was on these three women. Mistiming on the women. No effort in from these women. Yep. I, it looked like it was, the match looked like it was going in molasses. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending, you have Britt and Tony, Soraya comes down. You have Soraya and Britt yelling at Ruby, trying to make her pick a side. Ruby finally says, enough, shut up. Mm-hmm. Hater gets in the ring, and Ruby says, I want that. So, it just wasn't a good, it wasn't good, yeah. like at all. But that was Dynamite. Yeah. So, we move over to SmackDown. We get a, a graphic playing tribute to uh, Jeff Jarrett. I'm sorry, Jerry Jarrett. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was one of those that were going to get Dynamite as well. Yeah. Uh, we have Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defeating Shotzi and Natalia. We have Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy cut short. And I'm quoting from CBS here. So, you know, this is CBS's WWE coverage. Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy cut short an abysmal rap performance by Hit Row. Wow. Um, Bray says he wants, he's got dibs on whoever wins uh, Lashley versus Leslie. Um, Lash, Lashley versus Lesnar. Jeez. Jeez, man. What is going on? Uh, we then have Drew McIntyre and Sheamus defeat the Viking Raiders via pinfall. 
we have Karrion Cross telling Rey Mysterio he was a pathetic excuse for a father. Oh. Uh, and, okay. Karrion Cross tells Rey Mysterio he's a pathetic excuse for a father and sees Dominic Mysterio, seeing Dominic Mysterio, Cross has reconsidered whether he wants to be a parent. Wow. <laughs> Uh, we have Oscar defeating Liv Morgan via submission, <laughs> and then we have uh, the Intercontinental Championship match: Gunther defeating uh, Riddick Moss via pinfall. To end the show, we have a promo. This took SmackDown was in Montreal this week, and Sami Zayn comes out to his old music, "Worlds Apart." Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah. I think that was closer to the Seth's music, but still. Ole, 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 ole. But Zane comes out, the crowd loses their mind. This was one of the loudest pops I yeah. think I have heard in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn is over right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely over. For sure. And... The crowd, his hometown crowd, was completely behind him. And as as CBS says, Fox had to censor it because they were <laughs> screaming uh, "F you, Roman!" Yeah. Um, as as CBS Sports says, there was a surreal joy in Zayn's eyes as he watched the crowd sing along to his music. Like I haven't seen anybody this over. This is this is reminiscent of. Daniel Bryan on that wrestle what was it WrestleMania thirty yeah on the run to the championship like that's what now, this feels like. Let's get into elimination chamber and then I have a question for you. Well, let's do rampage first. You're right, and then we'll get into elimination. I, I forget that rampage exists. Yeah, as most people do. So rampage was pretty quick. Obviously, honestly, it was the elite versus top flight and AR Fox in a rematch. The elite wins. Uh, Daniel Garcia versus Ricky Starks, where Ricky Starks wins. Jade Cargill versus Vert Vixen. Uh, I have no idea who that is, but Jade won in what I can only assume was a terrible, terrible, terrible match. Uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Swerve Strickland, where Dustin wins by DQ. So a rare DQ win for somebody in uh, uh, AEW. So, yeah, let's talk about Elimination Chamber. I got the results pulled up here. Me too. So, first match was the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Mm-hmm. Oscar wins this. I'm perfectly okay with that. Oh, yeah. No, and this match was great. The match was really good. It uh, showcased... Asuka looked like a... She looked like a cat about to feed and hunt. Yeah. She was the predator. Everybody was, else in this match was prey. Oscar, this was NXT Oscar. Yeah. This was nobody's better than Oscar. This was held the women's title for like five hundred and something days. Oscar, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was the first one out. Yep, and she just had this eerie smile on her face the entire time. Yeah. Um, the couple of highlights here: Liv Morgan didn't. Liv Morgan passed out. Mm-hmm. In a mixture of the uh, Oscar lock and the sharp sharpshooter, uh, I thought that was kind of a cool way to keep Liv really strong there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody looked strong in this match. Lived at a Canadian destroyer um, off the top of a pod. Uh, Carmella really played up her character of the scared heel. Yeah, she hid in a in a, a pod a couple of times. She hid in the pod a couple of times. I think it was done better later in the the men's match. Yeah, but we'll get to that. Um, we then had Lashley versus oh, Lesnar. Before oh. we get to that, one other highlight. Okay, one other highlight. You had Raquel Rodriguez slamming Nikki Cross through a pod. Through yeah. a pod. So, uh, so very cool. That Carmelo was in, yes. <laughs> but right beforehand. So we then got the Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar match, which started out like you would expect this to be a mm-hmm. uh, hoss fight, nothing but finishers, or oops, all finishers. And then Lesnar got himself DQ'd. Now, Lesnar was begging for this match with Bobby. Mm-hmm. Bobby got him in the hurt lock. Lesnar couldn't get out, so he kicked him in the in the junk. Yep. A back kick to the junk in front of the ref who called the DQ. Lesnar then hit, or uh, Lashley then hit Lesnar with an F5. Then he hit the ref with an F5. Lesnar hit Lashley with yeah, an F5. Yeah, Lesnar hit Lashley with an F5. Then he hit the ref with an F5. Welcome to the Tongue Tides Wrestling Christ. Podcast. Then he got out of the ring and hit Lashley with an F5 through the announce table. Then he went over and picked up the ref and hit an F5 on the ref on the crushed announce table, mm. which apparently was not part of the program and is not going very well backstage for him today, uh, according to Wrestle Talk. And, uh, and that's good yeah. that it's not going back, back you know. Look, super dumb. First of all, the ending was dumb as hell. Yes. They're going to push it to Mania. Whatever. But here's the thing. The first ref bump, mm-hmm. okay. First ref bump, I'm fine. fine. But. And that was a that was in the script, apparently. Him F5ing the ref in the ring was part of it. The second one was not. Yeah. You know, he got in trouble here. Well, he got he got admonished. He didn't get in trouble really. Here a few weeks ago, when he shoved the ref over the railing, because the ref ended up twisting his ankle pretty bad and getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, but of course, Brock Lesnar, nothing happened to him because he's a golden boy. Um, here, I'm hoping something more comes of it, dude. This is the second time you've done this. You've in a month, you've gone into business for yourself on a ref in a month. In a month. We can't have this. No, you're out. But here's you're fine. You're suspended. You're whatever, and make it legit. This isn't a, a kayfabe. It is a dude. You can't do this. Suspending him's not going to happen. It's right. just not. We're going into WrestleMania, and yeah. like it or not, Lesnar is a draw. He's probably yeah. if he's, he's the not the draws. biggest draw, he's the second Roman, biggest draw I think after Roman, Roman is currently the biggest draw. But he's he's pretty close uh, up there. Yeah. So. Hopefully he gets a fine. Hope something happens. And to me. you know, like, come on. All man. right, look, dude, we're paying you a million dollars to come in here and do what we tell you to do. And while some improv is welcome, mm-hmm. don't put our non wrestling and don't put our wrestling. Don't put our yeah, employees don't put at risk. People at risk. And you've now injured one person in an mm-hmm. unplanned spot, and then you did an entire other unplanned spot on somebody who's yeah. not a wrestler, right? So, we're going to fine you 
a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, something you know, should happen. Something substantial. It shouldn't be a thousand dollar fine, right. and I don't know that it should be a five hundred thousand dollar fine. Right. Something but, should happen. You yeah. lose your payday for this show, even. Um, we then had Edge and Beth Phoenix. They beat Finn <laughs> Balor and Rhea Ripley, which is. Finn and Rhea probably could have used the win. This story this is, needed Beth and Edge I was about to, to say, but the story needed Beth and Edge to win so that we can end this feud it, yeah, and this, done with it. This has to be the end. I, I was a little bit disappointed. I anticipated Ray getting involved. I did too. And he didn't. Because I, I don't... If they take the Dominic Ray story beyond WrestleMania, mm-hmm. then it's gone on too long. Yes. And they need to face each other in Mania. This is the perfect place to have right. set that up. They could have set it up here. Uh, we had the men's chamber match. Uh, Austin Theory wins after Logan Paul gets involved and costs Seth. Um, I am okay. First, well, let me let me back up. I hate Logan Paul as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, earlier when I said, you know, I, I don't wish any ill will necessarily to Jerry Lawler. I kind of wish ill will to Logan Paul. Um, I don't wish harm to him, but I a, do wish a loss in his celebrity. Cause I will say he is a good celebrity wrestler. Like the dude has obviously put in time to learn how to do it. Mm. That said, if he was never on my screen again, I would be perfectly happy. Yeah. Right. He comes in, he calls Seth. Let's, Let's walk through the yeah. match rather than focus on the awfulness there. Okay, that's fine. Uh, let, let's let's talk about the match. So, Austin Theory, Montez Ford, Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start off with Gargano and Seth yep. as the final two people in. So, the first one's wrestling. In comes Theory. Mm-hmm. Gargano and Seth team up on Theory. Yep, beat him up pretty good. Uh, Theory runs and hides in his pod and is holding it closed against Gargano. Seth Seth walks up from behind, and when Gargano sees him, he just, like, stops trying to get the pod open, starts laughing, and points. Theory turns around. There's Seth. Seth starts laying into him. Gargano opens the other door, and just they just start beating him down. One of my favorite spots in the entire show. I thought Seth and Gargano had a couple of really good spots here because later on there's a spot where Gargano is running from Priest or climbing up the cage from Priest and Seth is climbing up away from Bronson Reed. Mm-hmm. And they both kick them off and they get on top of a pod and they just kind of sit there, both of them, and lean back against the 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 side of the elimination chamber, like, Jesus, what is going on down there? And they just look down, and they look at each other, and then Seth slaps the shit out of Gargano's chest. This was really great, but uh, the standout star for me in this match. Montez. Tez. Thousand percent. One hundred percent. This was his singles coming out party. Mm He eliminates, he gets the elimination on Bronson Reed after a... Uh, was it one final beat and then a stomp mm-hmm. and then he does the frog splash. So he yeah. gets the elimination there. He also eliminates, uh, 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 was it priest priest after a, uh, blockbuster, his and, uh, uh, Dawkins finishing move mm-hmm. off of Seth's shoulders. 
So Tez got a lot of shine here. He he did a drop from the top of the cage bomb. Yeah. Yeah. No. He hits uh Yeah, like when we say top of the cage, we don't mean he jumped from the top of a pod. No. no he, he climbed up yeah. and hung from, from the, the top of the cage. Yes. Twisted his body around, looked down, and then just dropped straight down on top of everybody. There were some really good spots in this match. Uh, Johnny Gargano hits Bronson Reed with a poison Rana. What? (laughs) This, I was sitting back and and watching this, and I I had the thought that we're coming up on, if this is not 20 years of the Elimination Chamber, uh, yeah, it, it's it's pretty close. It might be this year. It might not be. Um, and there's not a lot of memorable elimination chambers. Yeah, there's memorable there's moments. memorable moments. Elimination chamber is a spot fest. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the matches, yeah. But Tez is up there. Tez is his up performance, there. his entire performance this match. I feel like. The, the biggest problem I have with this, and it's the fact that I don't like Austin Theory, yeah. not in a heel sense, I don't like the dude. Yeah. Um, I wish, and, and this is where you get into that, that wrestling mentality, nobody in that match likes Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Like, every time he goes to stand up, somebody is hitting him. Yeah. I don't understand why... When he came out, the rest of the group didn't go like Seth Rollins, the ring general Seth, right? Who's been the 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 veteran. Why didn't he go, hey guys, look, if we take him out, then one of us is gonna win. Yeah. And we don't have to worry about him. And they should have all teamed up and beat the trash out of Theory. Do you know why? Theory should have been first one out. Do do you know why Seth didn't do that? Because he's a face and faces are dumb. Yes, exactly. Um, Good is dumb. Theory should have been the first one out. Yes. I think that would have told a better story in the, well, now anybody can be champion. Then you can proceed the same way, Seth and somebody else. Make it Tez. Well, make it, it Priest. Seth no. and somebody else are the last two. Then you can have your Logan Paul get your, involved. Your Logan Paul get involved, so you have to have a heel. So with Theory out, that leaves Priest. Damian Priest or, or Bronson Reed. Reed. Damian Priest is your man for this. Yeah. One, Theory stays strong because it took six or took, all of them took beat five other people. Took five yeah. other people to take him out. Then you have Damian Priest versus Seth Rollins at the end. You have the same spot from Tez where where Tez is hurt following yeah. the the final, yeah. uh, you know, his final moments. He in got the a match. stomp to the outside. Yeah. So it caused the refs to come in. They try to help him out, which left the door wide open, which that, let yeah. Paul come So you, you can still have that spot. I'm, yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that spot. spot. You can still have him screw Seth. Priest wins the belt. Then you have Damian Priest win the belt. Then you have Austin Theory versus Priest because Theory has a legitimate gripe. It took yeah. five people to beat me. Well, that's why um, I say you have, instead of that, you could have had either Gargano or Tez. I do don't it. think that it works, though. To have Logan well, Paul come out for the face. I, I think that you lose something in the story. Logan Paul didn't come out for a face. I, Logan Paul came out to attack Seth. That's their thing. It didn't matter who that last person was. I, so I, that's just, I, I feel say, like the storyline, though. I don't. Because then you have, if you have Priest with the belt, then you have Heel Priest versus Heel Theory. And that doesn't work. One of them is going to turn face. 
and neither of them are faces right now, yeah. and neither of them need to be faces right now. So you, it needs to be, instead of having Tez take that that weird bump and have to sell and can't walk and be hobbled out, you have it come down to Tez and Seth. You have the announce table talking about, is Tez going to do it? What's going to happen to the Street Profits? You can set up that story. Logan Paul comes down, beats Seth. Tez becomes a U.S. champion. Then you can set up Montez and Dawkins. And don't do it the way that they always do with tag teams. Don't break them up. Have them be the new day mm. at that point. Dawkins is 100% on board with Montez. He's his guy. Dawkins acts as a manager for Tez. Yeah. and But he still wrestles on his own. And and there you go. Then you have you can set up then theory you can set up the same thing. Theory saying it took everybody to beat me up. Have in fact have theory be out before Tez comes in. You didn't even beat me. I wasn't even in the match, and you yeah. took my belt. And now you've created that as the the reasoning for it. And there you go. Yeah. Um. Either way, but. men's rumble was or the men's uh <laughs> men's rumble chamber was good. Um. After that. We have main event. The main event. In which the champion, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, comes out first. And while I normally think that the champion should come out second, champion should always come out second. I but I think in this me, in this specific situation. They made the right call. Oh, oh, 100%. Because Roman comes out. He's milling about in the ring. Him and Heyman are chatting a little bit. The arena gets really quiet. The crowd boos the hell out of him. They're booing him when he's coming out, the whole thing. But after he's in the ring, the crowd kind of shut up. And then the first notes of Sammy's music hits. And Montreal exploded. Mm -hmm. To the point, Sammy comes down into the ring... They make the announcers, you know, in this ma- in this corner, the challenger from Montreal, Canada, you know, and everybody, Sami Zayn, and then over here, Roman, you know, yada, yada, bell rings. They didn't start the match for like three or four minutes. Yeah, it was about four minutes. Because the crowd was just shouting Sammy, shout, screaming along the ole ole chants, Shouting "Fu Roman," which was not bleeped on Peacock, mm-hmm. before they finally lock up. It was amazing until the very until almost the end. Yeah, but this the, was the such energy, a good match. the energy in this match, and Tony Khan taking notes. The energy in this match was awesome. The storytelling in this match was awesome until it became an overbooked nightmare at the end. What did you expect? And that's the problem, right? You and I both 1,000% knew Sammy was not winning this match. Mm-hmm. He had too much stacked against him. One, Roma's not losing those belts till Mania. And two, Sammy's hometown. Yeah. Nobody wins anything in their hometown. In WWE. In WWE. <laughs> Period. It doesn't happen. So, Roman was walking out of here the champ. Now, I figured... The way they were going to try to set this up, maybe, would be 
Roman or Sammy wins via DQ. Mm-hmm. Like the ref catches Roman doing something wrong. Roman now has a loss. Sami Zayn has beat Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Which would have been a better story. start to show. Sami successfully gets himself put into the match at Mania. So it becomes a triple threat of Sami versus Roman versus Cody. In which two falls match. First fall gets one belt. Second fall gets the other belt. Then you can go a couple of different ways with that story. Either both of them pin Roman, and now Roman has lost his belts. The Usos are like, we ain't listening to you anymore. You lost to Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes. Why would we listen to you? Yeah. You know, so you can tell that. Or for the first fall, Sami pins Cody, and for the second fall, Cody pins Sami. Roman then, I didn't even get pinned and I lost my belts. You know, you, you could go either of those ways, right? And it creates a much better match at Mania. Instead, we have yet another ref bump. We had like and then three another ref, ref bump. bump yeah, there was like three ref bumps. These refs made out of, of tissue paper because the first ref bump, the ref didn't even really get bumped. He got squished in the corner and then dude died. <laughs> like he rolls out of the ring dead. Um, Jimmy comes in, beats up, uh, which Sammy. is a surprise. It's kind of a surprise. I didn't see it until afterwards, but both him and Jay, cause Jay shows up as well. Uh, they got special accommodation to be able to come up for it. That's what I was like. I was curious and I couldn't find and anything up, on it. They set up them being at home because they weren't sure if they were going to get that. Yeah. Right. But they did. Jimmy comes in, beats up Sammy. Uh, well, after the first ref, ref bump, Sammy hits a Luba kick, gets a, gets a visual 10 count. Of course, no ref. Then Jimmy comes down, beats up Sammy, and then magically a ref shows up. Mm-hmm. But Sammy kicks out. Um, then Jay comes down. Or the second ref gets bumped, rather. Jim, or Paul hands Roma a chair. While that's happening, Jay gets into the ring between Roman and Sammy and prevents Roman from hitting Sammy with the chair. And then we get a replay, basically, of Roman telling Jay, you do it. Uh, and then getting in Jay's face, yep. following when Jay refuses to do it. the whole thing. Uh, Sammy goes to attack Roman. Roman mm-hmm. steps out the way. Sammy spears Jay. Yes. Um, that leads to Roman just wearing Sammy out with a chair. Yep. Screaming at him, look at what you've done to my family. There was a there was a great spot where Sammy almost had his head in Roman's lap. Mm. And Roman backs away and is screaming at Sammy, I elevated you. I would have given my life for you. I made you what you are. No one else believed in you. And look at what you've done to me and my family. Yeah. Why? I thought the storytelling was on point. I didn't like the ref bump stuff. Yeah. Uh, Of course, Jay gets speared. Roman wins. Then Roman and Jay are Jimmy. Jimmy are going to beat up Sammy, and Kevin Owens shows up. The crowd explodes again. Home, another hometown hero. Ko, Ko, and I don't think we've seen Ko since. We haven't. The rumble. We haven't. Jimmy jumps out of the ring and runs at KO, and he gets stunned on the outside. 
KO slides in the ring, stuns Roman, goes for Roman in the corner, and Paul Heyman gets in the ring and starts beating on Kevin Owens' back, which KO just kind of looks it up and just shakes his head, turns around, and Paul's like, wait a minute now. Look, I've always been a Kevin Owens guy. I love you. Get him. And he's like pointing at Roman. I'm on your side. Let I me help wanted you. it to be you. <laughs> right. So and then Paul gets stunned. By this time, Sammy's standing up. And they kind of look at each other for a minute. Well, Kevin's looking at Roman. Kevin's looking and, at Roman. And Sammy's looking at Kevin. So Kevin's looking at Roman, and he's sitting there, and, and he's thinking, okay, what's he going to do? You're expecting the cannonball spot in the corner because that's yep. how – and then the, you hear the crowd. Mm-hmm. Ole, 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 ole. And you, you see Kevin. He stops. Mm-hmm. He looks up. He looks behind him, sees Sammy. He considers it for a moment, and then he steps out the way. Yes. Sammy nails Roman with the hell of a kick. Yep. Which Roman then rolls out of the ring and leaves. KO rolls out Which of the I ring. Which I hated, by the way. Yeah. I, I get why they did it. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that he got made, laid out by Kevin Owens with a stunner. It basically made Roman look like he was no-selling their both of their finishers. Yeah. But I get what they did here because then KO leaves the ring too, and it's just Sammy in the ring getting cheered and mm-hmm. getting that adulation. Pay-per-view goes off the air to Worlds Apart. Right. dun 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 dun, dun You know. With... The Montreal crowd just going absolutely ape shit over Sammy in the ring. So I get why they did it that way. I wish instead of Roman rolling out and then walking to the back, Roman would have just rolled out and laid on the floor. Or even if he just rolled out and walked to the back, you don't put that on camera. Yeah. Kevin. Yeah. You don't put that on camera, Kevin. Yeah, don't put it on camera of him walking away like he was cool after that match. Plus a stunner, plus mm-hmm. an extra haluva kick, you know, plus yeah. all of this. All they had to do was keep the camera on. They could have kept the camera in the ring on Sammy. On Sammy or over on, on Kevin Owens walking yeah. out. But no, Kevin Dunn has to screw everything up. Yep. And, and that's what happened here. It, it it diminished it from a from a wrestling point of view. It diminished the match mm-hmm. from a Sammy, Sammy got what he deserved. Hundred percent. He should have been the last one in the ring, getting the cheers, getting getting all that right. But from a wrestling point of view, it really diminished that by Kev, by Roman basically no selling everything. Yeah, because when he walked out, he was walking out like, like I mean, he held happened. he was holding his he jaw, was holding a his little jaw, bit. but he was walking out like nothing had happened. Yeah, which to me, it, like I said, the match was a was on fire, and then. The overbooking of it, to me, ruined I, it. I know that this isn't going to happen for for multiple reasons, and I know that Kevin Dunn's never going to get fired from WWE. But what I would like to see WWE do is release a statement saying that Kevin Dunn mm-hmm. has been fined a million dollars for <laughs> his poor job performance, right? And will have to uh, attend remedial training he, at a college of our choice. He has been demoted to janitor. <laughs> like, God, one shot. One less than a second shot ruined the entire ending of the show. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) 
But yeah, so, I, I actually but that was Chamber. I, I I have seen most of Elimination Chamber. Uh, I thought the Chamber was overall. I thought it was a good pay per view. Yeah. It's one of the better Chamber pay per views in a long time. Mm-hmm. Even with that that. Because I hesitate to call it a bad ending because Sammy did stand tall, right? Yeah. We're, we're seeing maybe the the repair of the Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn friendship, possibly. I don't know where it goes from here. Now, Kevin said zero He didn't say a anybody. word. He did not say a word. He came down, he did business, and he left. Um, So, I don't know if we see the repair here. I don't know if we see maybe Sammy go up to Kevin and say, look, man, I, I'm sorry. And KO just going, uh, dude, it's past that. You, nah, we're we're done as friends. I accept your apology, but no, yeah, you know, I I don't know where it goes. I don't know what they've got planned. Um, I I unfortunately think it's going to the the relationship repairs. We have a Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn tag team, and they beat the Usos for. Belts, the belts, and I, I think that uh, I'm, Jay's motivation I feel that is probably where that's going. Jay's motivation for going back one hundred percent into the bloodline, and I think that this is it's getting speared. This is bad. Like this is yeah. a bad it's story a bad point. Story. Yeah, uh, Jay should have been the one responsible for the breaking up of the bloodline. Yeah, uh, unless unless the reason. Jay ends up back in the bloodline here is more Roman manipulation. Uh, See, I think Jay, the story they've told over the last few weeks is Jay being over Roman's manipulation. Right. But that's what through it. If we, if we see a little more manipulation from Roman to get Jay back on board, then at mania, we have Kevin Owens versus Sammy or Kevin Owens and Sammy versus the Usos. Mm. The Usos lose. Then Roman versus Cody, Roman loses. And then that final straw that then finishes the bloodline is Roman Roman yelling at the Usos, why didn't you come down? Why didn't you get involved? Why didn't you help the tribal chief win? And Jay go Jay losing it at that point, saying, Why didn't you help us win? You know? Yeah. What did you say? And then you have Jimmy and Solo backing up Jay. Cause they're they're brothers. Yeah. They aren't just cousins, right? You have them backing up that, and then that breaks the bloodline apart right yeah. there. I'm Who down knows? for that. Um, I, I know they'll figure something out. I mean, they kind of have to. Um, now, this whether is, it's good or not. <laughs> yeah, this is wrestling. So even though Sammy Spearing Jay was a mistake. It'll be played off. It'll be played off purpose. as it, he, he did on purpose because – God forbid we go back and we watch well, the that's show. That's because wrestling doesn't exist in wrestling. Except it does. Mm, it only does no, when no. it matters. No. Because last week on SmackDown, mm-hmm. your tribal chief wants you to sit at home and watch. Because sometimes you see things on TV that you don't see when you're here. Right. So, so- it's a TV they know. <laughs> They know, but that that fit the story point. Otherwise, it doesn't fit the story point. Wrestling, wrestling is is, is, oh. is Schrodinger's sport. It <laughs> exists and doesn't exist inside of the world of wrestling. Oh my god! Anyway, I think that's pretty much it for the week of wrestling. Um, so I would like to say a big thanks to McNarb Gaming, letting us use this space. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Cameron. 
Uh, you know, if you guys need a board game, if you need miniatures, if you need dice, if you need magic cards or Pokemon cards, if, if you don't need them, but you, you want to know what all the hype about this whole nerd stuff is, come down here and see these people, you know, get something, talk to some people that are playing, that are there playing a board game, playing a ma- uh, miniatures game, playing magic. They're all pretty much going to talk to you. They're going to explain some things to you because they want to build their communities too. Absolutely. And this is a perfect place to do it because then if you see something and you're like, hey, I've always kind of wanted to play that magic game. It looks really cool. They've got pre-made decks don't, you can buy. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. I'm just saying. Don't don't support Hasbro. Well. It's the coast. Just, just don't. Don't do it. But, Michael, if we're saying that during the plug for the store next door that sells all of that stuff and it's what keeps their, their doors open. Buy Pokemon. So... <laughs> Buy Pokemon, buy, buy something that is not owned by Hasbro and Wizards <laughs> of the Coast. I can't really argue with that. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but if you do want to get into something and there's people playing it, more than likely they'll talk to you, they'll show you the ropes for it, and uh, you can probably get it then from the store. And while you're here in Gaucher and you've bought your Pokemon cards and your Pathfinder RPGs, head on over <laughs> to Big Dog Liquor because you're going to need something to drink while you're playing those games with your buddies. And check out his selection. He's got deals going on throughout the week. He's got a deal if you're an old person. He's got a deal if you're a veteran. And if you're an old veteran, come in on Wednesdays and you'll get both of those stacked on top of each other. Do you like wine? He'll give you a discount for orders by the case. So go check him out. Big Dog Liquor, Gaucher, Mississippi. And now that you're done listening to us, Head on over to our friends at Travelers on the Omnibus. They are a field trip through nerd and geek culture. No, I'm sorry. Nerd and pulp culture is what they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, field trip through nerd and pulp culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're a bunch of geeks too, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, they've got a lot of great episodes out there. Listen to them. Uh, I know they, they've done music album reviews. They've done top five lists. They've done bad movie reviews. Uh, so just go go check them out. And when I say bad movie, I don't bad movie reviews. I don't mean that their reviews are bad. The movies themselves were those B. If you if they even make it to those B movie status, uh, right? So um, go check and- them out. And then one of those guys, Jody, actually does his own podcast called Fearology, where he talks about horror movies, uh, what they mean to him, things that he liked growing up, that kind of stuff. And also puts up his own uh, experimental music stuff that he makes, which is really good stuff. So give that a listen. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, speaking of movies and all, we'd be remiss to not say, go listen to Silence Your Cell Phones. They're friends of Jarrett and Kevin. Uh, they do the podcast. They also do a YouTube show. It's either Wednesdays or Thursdays, one of the two, where they talk about... As you can tell, we listen to the podcast, not the YouTube show. Right. Where they talk about current movies, Netflix bingeable stuff, that kind of thing. So, plenty out there to to fill your ear holes with after you're done listening to us. Uh, With all that said, we'll be back next week, probably, Mm -hmm. uh, with another wrap-up for for the week. And we're going to be drinking this monkey shoulder because that's just uh, mean. (laughs) So, (laughs) cheers. Cheers.